I have vicious enemies who have vowed to ruin me. Welcome, Mere Mortalites, to another round of the book reviews. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals podcast, but also this one where I dive deeper into the books that I'm reading to give you the juicy information within to extract some themes you might not have thought about and to also talk about persecution and lunacy. Indeed, we do have The Double by Fyodor Dostoyevsky, this being actually part of the book Notes from Underground and The Double, but I've split these into two separate book reviews. This was published in 1846 and is about 160 pages in length, probably took me about three hours in total to get through. The subtitle is a Petersburg poem, but it's not really a poem. It's more of a short tale of a man who encounters a double of himself, seeing double. So we have Yakov Petrovich Goyadkin, who is a titular counselor. He lives in St. Petersburg. I'm guessing in the 19th century is when this is set. And it's during a winter there. So the scenery is very cold and he kind of explores different aspects of the St. Petersburg uh, city. The plot of this is, I guess, we start off with him going to a doctor and the doctor's like, you need to get out and socialize. You're, you're acting a bit strange. And so he does try and do that with some work colleagues. He goes to a party where he was uninvited and has a rather fiasco uh, <laughs> outcome from that event. And this is when we start to see some first misgivings of him encountering a double of himself. There is a Mr. Goyadkin Sr., who is himself, and then Mr. Goyadkin Jr., and it's kind of explained as just a normal occurrence. Everyone else in the story is like, oh, yeah, it's this random guy. He, you know what? He does really look similar to you. Oh, oh, wow. He actually does have the same name. Isn't that strange? And so we see him kind of interacting with this double and he's a little bit put off, but he tries to make friends with them. And his double betrays him, basically. He's, he's basically trying to usurp his position. He's trying to make him look like a fool. And uh, and he becomes his his enemy. His, uh, his, his double becomes his enemy. And this is when we kind of see his descent as he goes farther and farther into lunacy and basically takes a lot of drastic actions. The book is told in a first-person format, even when he is interacting with himself. It is always from the point of view of Mr. Goyadkin Sr., so going on to the author, Fyodor Dostoevsky, as I mentioned, I have done a book review from Notes from Underground, relatively recent, so we don't need to know too much more about the author. On top of this book, well, I did mention it was published in 1846. It was revised in 1866, so 20, 20, 20 years later. And the problem that Dostoevsky had with his own novel was he just... He wasn't happy with the form of it. He he said it was actually an, a, a well, it was a book with a strong, solid idea, perhaps one of his most solid, but he never was happy with how it actually turned out. And let's get on to the first theme, which is schizophrenia, lunacy and persecution. So what we see is there is a very much confused outer reality for Mr. Goyadkin Jr. We're presented with a rather eccentric person. One of the very first scenes of the book is him counting all this fat stack of money that he has in his wallet and he's really happy with it. He's you know, flipping through it and he hires a carriage and he has his uh, servant come out with him, his manservant come out with him and he goes to this rather wealthy district where there's all these shops and he kind of goes into each shop and he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy this and I'll buy this. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll come back later. Yeah, let me just do something else. And so he goes to all of these shops, basically trying to present himself as a big shot. And he ends up only spending, I, I can't remember the exact amount, but a pittance, uh, despite making all of these claims of buying you know, cutlery, silverware, furniture, all of this ridiculous sort of stuff. 
So we can see he's kind of already out of touch with reality. If not, at least he understands the aspect of money. He's not living beyond his means, but he's very much behaving in some, some rather strange ways. This gets even worse when we come to his inner reality. So he's really negative, just completely... <laughs> completely looking inwards and going, oh, this is a bad thing. That's a bad thing. This bad thing's going to happen. But with some bursts of inner positivity as well, where he goes, I can fix this. This problem can be solved. I will direct my energies towards this. And then he'll have this active activity. There's nothing too fantastical that occurs within his inner reality, except for the double, which appears. And so I'm going to jump over to page 201, 202 here where he's interacting with his double and basically the double is uh, in the in the workforce at the moment and he's actually making a fool of him. And so the uh, Mr. Goyadkin Jr. has uh, just been making fun of him and we come to this. <clears throat> Mr. Goyadkin went after him and to his indescribable satisfaction overtook him on the last step and grabbed his coat collar. Mr. Goyadkin Jr. seemed somewhat dumbfounded and looked around with a lost air. What do you mean by this? He finally whispered weakly to Mr. Goyadkin. My dear sir, if you are in any way a decent gentleman, I trust you will recall our friendly relations of yesterday, said our hero. Ah, yes. Well, what now? Did you sleep well? For a moment, fury deprived Mr. Goyadkin Sr. of the power of speech. Yes, I did. But please allow me to tell you, my dear sir, that you're playing a highly complicated game. Who says so? It's my enemies who say that. The self-styled Mr. Goyadkin brusquely replied and suddenly freed himself from the real Mr. Goyadkin's feeble grasp. Once free, he dashed down the stairs, looked around, and seeing a cab driver, climbed into the droshki, and in a flash disappeared from Mr. Goldyadkin Sr.'s view. And then basically we see how he's despairing, he's deserted, he tries to run after him, but he can't do it, and he's kind of, all was lost, all was lost for our hero. So we can kind of see he's interacting with this with this double, and even the double himself is kind of repeating some things that occur uh, a lot for Mr. Goyadkin Sr. himself. He's talking about his enemies. He behaves in rather strange ways, runs off and is is very kind of quirky and not quirky in a fun sense, quirky in a bit of a weird uh, what's going on here sense. And this is getting on to probably what this book is really describing, which is schizophrenia. Now, schizophrenia wasn't even a thing back in the time of uh, Dostoyevsky in, in the 1800s. So there was no diagnosis for this. I'm sure they knew that people would behave strangely, but there was no official um, way to, to kind of describe this malady or this illness that they had. So what are some of the symptoms that we see with Mr. Goyadkin? Well, there is the self-talk. Everyone kind of has this, has this, so that's not too strange. There is a persecution by enemies. That uh, quote that I said right at the start was one of the quotes from him. I have many enemies who have vowed to ruin me. His rather bizarre behavior, bordering on dangerous. He's grabbing people a lot. He's jumping into moving taxis or cars or carts, I guess, back in the day. They were all um, horse-drawn. And kind of running through the snow late at night through bridges, very, very active and very, very, uh, yeah, bordering, bordering on dangerous. Unclear, incoherent speech. A lot of the times when he's talking in the book, he'll be kind of, it's it's hard to follow his train of thought because he's saying, well, it's like this and it's that. And, and you're not sure what he's referring to. And the people he's talking to obviously aren't sure what he's referring to. And yeah, it's just, just very, very strange. Very strange is, is, uh, is what Mr. Goldyadkin is. And the double who appears is kind of the opposite of him in many ways. 
His double is is well liked and friendly. All of the uh, I can't remember what he calls them colleagues at 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 work, the interns, something like that. They they all love him, and he's joking with them, playing around with them. Whereas he has always kind of struggled to to connect with them, and and when he does meet them randomly out in cafes, they kind of laugh at him. It's very very opposite in in many ways, but then in others, he's he's kind of also very similar. He's mean. He's crafty. He's suspicious of other people and he's kind of trying to, to you know, get the better of other people, which is kind of what Mr. Goyadkin is doing, even though he professes like, my, my dear sir, you know, we as gentlemen, we're, we're looking after each other. But even then he'll, he'll send angry letters and notes to other people and, and just uh, behave bizarrely <laughs> in front of them. So that is what schizophrenia is, the lunacy and persecution. I'm going to jump onto my own observations and takeaways now. The form of this book is a wall of text. I can see why Dostoevsky didn't like it because it is, it's not pleasant to read. I don't like this style. So there's rarely kind of paragraphs unless there are people actually um, talking to each other. So you will just have these straight up uh, along the whole page. Just uh, I can't remember what it's called where it's, Basically, the text has gone out to the margins and there's just no indents or anything, which in the context of lunacy kind of makes sense because it is these rambling styles. It does, the form of the book does kind of reflect what's going on within the inner mind of Mr. Goyadkin, but it, it's just hard to read. I don't like doing this. A couple of other books that are similar on, along these lines are it was Carlos Fuentes, The Death of Artemia Cruz, I believe was a very similar style to that. And in fact, a lot of the Latin American boom period writers, which I've covered many of them on, on this channel before, they, they also have this style of just a wall of text, which is like, ugh, it's getting hard to read. The writing and scenarios themselves within the book are, are relatively believable. There was a scene that occurred on page 235, which I went... Man, I've, I've kind of done this in my everyday life and it, it, it annoyed me as much as it annoys our, our hero, Mr. Goyadkin. So um, his, uh, his friend was making fun of him. He was doing all of these things and, and uh, this is what happens. Mr. Goyadkin Jr. suddenly and most probably in error, so this is the double, uh, up to that moment he had not had time to notice his oldest friend, even offered his hand to Mr. Goyadkin Sr. as well. Probably also an error, although he had in fact ample time to notice the dishonorable Mr. Goyadkin Jr., our hero immediately eagerly grasped the so unexpectedly extended hand and shook it in the friendliest, firmest manner, shook it as if prompted by some strange, quite unexpected inner impulse with a lacrimose feeling. Whether our hero had been deceived by his worthless enemy's first movement or was simply at a loss or sensed and acknowledged in his heart of hearts the full extent of his own defenselessness is difficult to say. The fact is, Mr. Goyadkin Sr., in full possession of his faculties, of his own free will, and before witnesses, solemnly shook hands with the person he had termed his mortal foe. But what was the amazement, the frenzy and the rage, the horror and shame of Mr. Goyadkin Sr., when his foe and his deadly enemy, the ignoble Mr. Goyadkin Jr., observing the error of the persecuted and innocent man he had so perfidiously deceived without shame, Without feeling or compassion, suddenly, with insufferable effrontery and rudeness, snatched his hand away from Mr. Goyadkin Sr.'s. <laughs> so this is one time where it's someone's making fun of you and they extend their hand out and it's kind of just a natural human impulse to grab it and, and shake it. 
I've actually had that happen to me once or twice before. And it's like, damn it, <laughs> you got me. You got me, my, my mortal enemy. And that, once again, just goes to show the, the persecution, the, the outrage, the, uh, the rather ver verbiose feelings that Mr. Goliadkin Sr. has towards his, his mortal enemy. And yeah, you can really see his kind of speech patterns as well related to this, uh, his, uh, his inner persecution, how, how this person is you know, trying to just absolutely ruin his life, basically. If I had to describe this book to my last observation, I would say it's somewhat similar to Kafka's The Trial, but I think that's doing an underservice to, to The Trial, which I found much more easier to read with a deeper meaning behind it. This one I did actually struggle with, but I think style, stylistically wise, you might kind of get a sense of this because it is a rather bizarre world that Mr. Goyadkin is living in. Even if the events themselves are relatively normal, it's kind of how the people behave in this. Everyone is just accepting of this, this twin as if it's just a normal everyday occurrence. Whereas in real life, if someone looked exactly like you, had the same name as you, and even had speech patterns and was acting kind of like you, I think that would trigger some alarm bells for people being like, who is that twin? Who is that person? You know, what's going on here? So let's go to my summary. To be honest, I found it quite lackluster, even insipid, if I was trying to be mean. My, the double of Chiron would say this was an insipid book. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, you know, that guy, he's, uh, he's uh, my mortal enemy. He's very, very bad man. <laughs> so no themes really jumped out at me for this. Uh, I, I even online just having a look at seeing what other people were talking about this book that didn't seem to be really in a deeper meaning that I that I was missing I don't think so so I, it felt like it lacked depth and was really just a, a random story and even then I wouldn't have said it was particularly well written Dostoyevsky somewhat agreed with this himself and it even missed the classic suffering where's where's the where's the suffering Dostoyevsky so I wouldn't even call it funny. A uh, recommendation on this channel was someone was telling me it's the, the double is a rather funny book. I actually found it mildly sad, to be honest. I was just reading this. I'm like, oh, man, this poor guy is he's suffering from something, probably schizophrenia, but who knows exactly what. And in the end, you know, it just ends poorly for him. There's nothing, nothing good comes from this. And to be honest, I'm, I'm going to find this book rather forgettable. And I'm, I'm kind of glad. I don't. I don't really want to remember this. So uh, I probably should have dropped it earlier, but I was kind of already midway through notes from underground, midway through this, and I went, ah, oh, you know, there's there's 40 pages left or whatever. I'll, I'll just finish it. So I'm going to give Fyodor Dostoevsky's The Double a three out of ten. I, I yeah, I, I can't. I can't recommend it to be to be honest, but. Uh, maybe if you want to know more about the inner workings of what schizophrenia is like, it could be useful. But even then, this was written in a time where people didn't really know about it. So yeah, no, nothing uh, too positive to, to add for this for me. And that is it for today, my mere mortalites. Thank you for joining me to the end of this audio. What are your thoughts on Fyodor Dostoyevsky, on the double, on schizophrenia? I would love to know all of these things. The best way of doing that is via sending in a boostergram. So if you are in a new podcast app, you can write a message to me directly within there. You can also help support the show at the same time, which is very much appreciated. I read out all of those in the end of month book recap. So yes, uh, you will get kind of acknowledged for your support. 
Uh, you could also tell me any book recommendations. I'd love to hear of these things. If, if that's uh, too hard to uh, do, just go to any of the social links down below and, and shoot me a message. Uh, I try to get to every message. And yeah, just, just really appreciate you, you joining in. I would also recommend that you go check out the Mere Mortals podcast. A lot of the themes, ideas, and inner workings of these books I translate over onto uh, a conversational form with my friend Juan and well and other guests and yeah I just recommend going and checking that out if you want to know a little bit more deeper about the philosophy behind many of these books and just uh, ideas in general so that is it for today thank you for joining me to the end I do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world without persecution from your enemies ciao for now Chiron out <laughs>